lift up your head, for the kingdom of glory cometh. I am coming soon, declares the Lord, and I am the king of glory, and I'm coming to bring my kingdom. Prepare the way, saith the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for that message, Lord. King of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm just so touched whenever I come to this church by the beautiful power of God's Spirit. And I thank God for this wonderful praise and worship team. I thank God for all of you. I thank God for those beautiful children this morning. Weren't they beautiful? Amen. Didn't they sing beautifully? Little angels. And I was thinking today, you know, it is so important that we pray for our children. I have a little granddaughter in the Netherlands, part of the Benelux we were talking about. Benelux stands for Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, Benelux. <laughs> and I have a little baby granddaughter, well, baby, she's six years old now. I still think she's a baby. She thinks she's big. She said, Granddad, she says, I don't understand it. I'm the only girl, I'm the only child in my school that believes in Jesus. All of the other little children in the school, she says, I talk to them about Jesus and they, they don't know what I'm talking about. It breaks my heart. We need to pray for our children. They might be the only Christians in their class. They might be all alone in a class full of children that don't believe in God. It may be worse in Europe than it is here in Europe, Pastor Ray, in a church this size here today, based upon the number of people statistically, there might be five people that are saved. If five people stand up here today, I'm not going to ask anybody to stand up, but if five people were to stand up, the rest of you would all be going to hell. Oh, my God. Some people say, well, what are you doing in Europe? They've got all those cathedrals. They've got all those churches, 500 years of history after the Reformation. Europe has lost it. Whatever light they may have had, they've lost. And you know what the African immigrants tell me? They've come into Europe by the tens of thousands because of the economic ties, the colonial era, now they're studying and working in Europe, and they tell me, Brother Swift, hundreds of years ago, Europe sent missionaries, North America sent missionaries. Now we're here to return the favor. Because Europe has lost the light that they had. And if we're not careful, we might lose it here. I don't know, my heart was broken a couple of days ago when I heard about what happened in Dayton just a few hours after what happened in El Paso. 
And Pastor, you said we were praying for you. Sometimes we're praying for you right here in the States. I sent Pastor a text. I said, I I want you to know that we're praying for you and your church. We don't know if anybody in the church family was affected. Maybe you know someone that, that somebody's praying for that was in that bar at 1 o'clock in the morning when nine people were sent into eternity with or without being prepared. And 27 were wounded. And we're still praying for them, I'm sure. But we live in a world that needs change. Can I hear an amen? Something needs to change in the world today. And the question is, are we going to be change agents? Is God going to use us to bring about the change that is needed? Is he going to be, are we going to be the ones that are the hands and feet of God to, to call the world to repentance and to change from the course that they're on right now, which is leading, uh, hello, death and destruction? Isn't that where things are headed? Last time I checked the news, which I don't like to watch too often, because it depresses, depresses me to, to, to the point that I, I can't even watch it. But God has called us to be agents of change. And so we thank God for this church, for Pastor Ray and for all of you that have sent us into this harvest. I'm sorry, I, I tend to get a little emotional sometimes. Uh, but we think we are praying for you and for your harvest as well. It's all one harvest, folks. I don't care if they speak French in Belgium or France, uh, Espanol in Spain. Donde están los los uh, hispanos, latinos? Gloria a Dios. Spain has just had such a revival since the Latin Americans came. I think they're reviving us here in the States too, aren't they? Bringing excitement and the joy of the Lord. And every time I meet a Hispanic, I get excited. Of course, my son-in-law is from a Hispanic Hispanic family, so I guess I'm part of the family now. La madre de Miguel es Honduras, so I'm learning algunas palabras, but still muy pequeño, poquito. But folks, we have a tremendous harvest that's coming in in Europe, and we need your prayers. But I thank God for what you're doing here. What we're praying for in Europe is that God would help us to break mindsets that hinder the Great Commission. We've talked about that on the the video. You know, mindsets are, are a very subtle thing. Sometimes we don't even know they're there. For 10 years, the church in, in Brussels, uh, Belgium, was very, very small. They, they started out with two or three members, the pastor and his wife and one or two other people. And over 10 years, they gradually grew, five, six, 10. Finally, after 10 years, they were hitting 20, and then five people would leave, and then they had 15. And one day, he got on his knees and he said, God, what is it that, that we are not reaching there's a million people here in Brussels. Why aren't we reaching the harvest? And the Holy Spirit said, lift up your eyes and behold, the fields are white unto harvest. How many, how many times does God speak to you through his word? Amen. 
Amen. And so, and many times we say, I say, well, God, I've heard that before. I've read that a hundred times or maybe a thousand times. What do you mean? Why are you giving that to me now? And the Holy Spirit says, because you have not been looking at the whole harvest. You've been in your comfort zone. Your, your wife is, is a Belgian. She's from the white Caucasian Belgium. And, and he was uh, from America. But he didn't understand that, that Europe had just become an ethnic harvest and there were tens of thousands of French-speaking Africans in Belgium that nobody was reaching. And so suddenly, the Holy Spirit showed him he needed to reach out to that harvest. And the next thing, within a couple of months, the church had grown to 200. And then they started running 300. And the missionary had to go back to the States for a few months to raise funds. And when he got back, they were running 600. Can we give God some praise? But we're not done yet. The church today runs 3,000, and they planted 30 other churches all over Belgium. One of them started with 25, and now they're running 1,000. And they've also planted five churches here in the USA. There's a French-speaking African church in Atlanta, Georgia, of all places. I think my wife knows where Atlanta is. She pastored there for nine years, a children's pastor. Folks, we need a change of mindset so we can reach the harvest. And, and this is what the Word says, isn't it? Doesn't the Bible say that we need to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice in all of our doing, in all of our coming and going, and, and what we do with our hands and our feet? We need to be holy and pleasing to God. And stop being conformed to the pattern of this world. The world is always looking at situations and circumstances and, and confining itself to what it sees. And God is saying, I want you to look beyond what you see. I want you to see what I see. Some of you will be going to a restaurant this afternoon. And I'm not against restaurants. I think they're wonderful. If God hadn't invented them, he should have. But how many times do we look around in that restaurant and see all these souls and pray, God, help somebody, help me, help somebody to reach these people? How many of them will be uh, alive 100 years from now, and how many of them will have gone on wherever they're going? We need to see things through God's eyes, and we can't do that unless it says, unless we are conformed and uh, uh, changed and have our minds changed and transformed by the renewing of our minds. People all over the world today are yearning for a better world, but they don't understand that the only way to get a better world is through Jesus Christ, not through political debates. You know, mindsets are a powerful thing. We were praying for children up here just recently, and I'm thinking about a mindset that sometimes adults, parents give to children or teachers give to children. I seem to remember a young teenager in Africa that my wife was discipling, and she came to him at a time when I think he had fourth stage tuberculosis. He was failing in school. His, his grades in school were totally bottomed out. And he was hanging around with the wrong crowd. And that's when God sent a white-haired missionary. And she was there just in time to hear the school teacher 
look at that boy and say, you will never amount to anything. You are completely worthless. Can you tell us what happened to that boy after the Lord got a hold of him? Washington was from a broken home. He had several brothers. His mother was aged. She'd had several husbands, and she was no support to him whatsoever, mentally, emotionally, whatever. And I found him in the bush ditch one afternoon, and I, he was hiding. I said, what are you doing there? And he said, I'm not going to school anymore. I, they say I can't do it. I'm not going to be, and I'm not going again. I said, you get out of that ditch. You know, sometimes we have to do that as grown-ups, whether they like it or not. You get out of that ditch. We're going to the school. And I took him to the school with his mother. We sat in that room, and that big old burly teacher looked at him while I was sitting there and said, you're worthless. You'll never amount to anything, and we don't need you in this school. Go somewhere else. My righteous indignation rose up. And I got so angry, I said, everybody deserves a second chance. And a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth. Don't condemn when that thumb points back at you. And I said, I stand for him, and I'm going to help him, and he's going to graduate from class eight, and he's going to go to... Uh, secondary school and he's going to graduate and God's going to touch his body and do you know he's 25 years old today and he's healed and he graduated in July of college. <laughs> Children's ministry matters. He was 15 when I first came, maybe 14. But they were like they were eight or nine out there in the interior. Change of mindset. That mama had to get her head changed and not be afraid of that big old burly teacher. And I guess it just took me, the bullhead, to come along and, <laughs> and say, it's going to change around here. That's what we have to do. We get in a rut. Church folks, we get in a rut. We come and we're blessed and we sit in these beautiful pews and wow, you're so blessed. And we think it's got to be just this way forever and ever. Amen. There's so many people dying outside in your neighborhood, the store clerks, the schools, the teachers, and you're the light. You're the light. The Bible says, hold this, baby. I'm going to read it. You know that scripture you read? Therefore, I urge you, brothers, ladies, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy Ouch. That means our actions, our attitudes, 
the way we look at things, what we look at on the TV, and pleasing to God. I love this part. This is your spiritual act of worship. Mm. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world. When we are changed, the Bible says, old things pass away. All things are new. Amen. We're changed. We need to act that way. And then it says, oh, wow. Then <laughs> you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Not before, but when you get your act together. That's what my mama used to say to me. Get your act together. Hmm? Because this is the reasonable thing you're supposed to do. It's good and pleasing and the perfect will of God. We are charged today to change our mindset. Doesn't matter how old you are. We got to get on our knees, talk to him. And I told the kids in kids church, you got to know this. Because this sometimes is the only thing you've got to stand on. You're not going to be able to call Joe Blow and Susie Cupcake on the other side of you or, or Sister Sue or whoever. We've got to stand on that word. That's it. And change our minds. And what's happening? Is it happening? Those mindsets, are they being broken in Western Europe? What happened? We are seeing lives changed in every country of Western Europe starting with the European revival in, in Spain, and now it's in Portugal, and we're going to go to Holland. It's going all over, the, all over the area of Western Europe. We are seeing lives changed and people discipled and trained and networking, working together in a new way. And you are a part of that. You are helping us to change the mindsets of Western Europe, and we're praying that God will change mindsets right here that all of us will be changed every day more and more into the image of Jesus. I think that's what it's all about. Amen? Amen. And how, how are people being changed? By his spirit. It's not us. It's not you. But it's by his spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's by the spirit of the living God. And he came in and breathed on that conference. And he came. It wasn't a conference. It was like I said in the video. It was a God encounter. I mean, folks were on the floor everywhere. And they did it again in Portugal. And I challenge you as church members here, come. Come as a team. Be with us in Western Europe. Come be a part of some of these national breaking mindset mission groups that we're doing over there. And let's see God change Western Europe. The youth are coming alive. The women are coming alive. It's time our churches come alive. And let's join hearts together across the boundaries, across the cultures. And let's be a mighty force for God. Let me tell you a secret. Uh, in Spain, my wife is called La Mujer Peligrosa, the dangerous woman. I just found out today from Pastor Ray that that's what you've been preaching. We all need to become dangerous. Folks, we need to become dangerous to the enemy 
to his plan to destroy America, to destroy Western Europe, and to lead everybody into hell. Because we are in a war situation, and if we're not dangerous to the enemy, he's going to be dangerous to us. One way or the other is going to be danger. We're the light. We are the light. Shall we be changed today? Shall we say to Jesus, yes, Lord, not just yes to children's ministry, but yes, Lord, I don't want to come to church week after week after week and it be the same. I go home feeling good and nobody else. I want to change the atmosphere around me. I want to be changed in my head, not just in my heart. Holy Spirit, I'm ready to be used. The older we get, the wiser we should be. And the more we should pour out on others. No stopping place, no sitting down. We got a job to do. The harvest is plenteous. Are you going to be a laborer today and change your mind? Are you going to reach out to souls around you? And you're going to bring people in your cars when you come to church. Well, that's profound. Yeah, you know that neighbor? You know that family member you've been after? Prayer's wonderful, but you got to put sometimes action to it. Let's change our mind, and we challenge you today to be a tool, an instrument, a light in a dark world. Change your mindset. Would you stand with us and pray? Lord, you have shown me that there are some people here today that have some mindsets that are getting in the way. It might be unforgiveness, it might be resentment or hurt or grievance or some other thing that is causing uh, a, an obstacle. It's, it's causing, in some way, there is a mindset problem today, Lord. Uh, right now, God, we, we need to, as you have said, you have said that we need to pray uh, that, we, that you would forgive our trespasses as we forgive those against us if someone has hurt you or in some way uh, caused harm and evil to you. Right now, God, we pray for the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive them in Jesus' name. Any other obstacle that may be hindering you, uh, somebody may have told you that you're worthless. Somebody may have said something to you. There may be some broken marriages here today where a, a wife or a husband has been told you're worthless and, and, and you have no value to God or to anyone else. Uh, it, it may, you may think you're too old or too young or or too big or too small or something maybe, the enemy may be using something in your life to hinder you and to be a mindset problem. Lord, we, we have a mindset problem, all of us, in the name of Jesus. Every day we need to die to the flesh. And we need to die to those things that are called, that the enemy is using as a mindset against the work that you have called us to do, the destiny that you have called us to. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
by the authority of who I am in you, I break every spirit of darkness in this place, and I claim lives for you, charged and recharged, Father, filled with your spirit to do a work that's beyond our capabilities, beyond what we think we can do. God, you breathe upon us. Breathe upon us right now, Holy Spirit. Move in this place, Holy Spirit. Will you just reach up to heaven right now and just begin to praise him? Just begin to talk to him because he wants to do more in your life. He wants to do more in your life, but you have to be willing to let him. Say, Lord, I'm willing. Lord, I'm coming to you today. Change me. Hmm. Change me. Reform my thinking. Cause me to catch fire again. <laughs> Let that love that I felt that first day you came into my life, let it burn with passion and let me be transformed that I might be a light in a dark world. Father, we thank you what you're doing right now. In the name of Jesus, touch lives that may not know you right now. If you don't know him, all you have to say is, Jesus, come into my life. I'm sorry for the sin in my life. Be Lord of my life. I believe that you are the Son of God, <laughs> and I receive you as Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you that you're breathing life. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't know how you can stand so still. He's here in this house. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's here in this house. Praise him in the house. Praise him in the house. I love you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and lives across this congregation. And through the, through the airwaves, we thank you right now, God. You're doing something. I know you're doing something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God, we're going to be a mighty force for you right here in Middletown, Ohio. We're going to change the atmosphere by our prayers. We're going to change the people around about us by your spirit and what you've put in us. We're going to give it out in the name above every name. We bless you, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Won't you help me one more time to appreciate the Swifts and the ministry that God's used them? I feel very strongly that we're going to be dismissed. I feel very strongly that someone came in here today and this is exactly what you needed. You came here and you needed the mind change. You were far away from him. And you have prayed that prayer to be returned to him today. I sense that, that you're here and that you did that. And I'm just being used right now to just affirm to you that that is God doing a work in your life. Obey him. Walk in that. Grow in that. Let it change your life. How many of you know we have a world to turn around? We have a, a world that needs the church. A world that needs the church. 
not this church, not us, but needs the body of Christ to come alive and be what Jesus intended us to be. It's not Democrat, it's not Republican, it's not any Libertarian, it's none of those things. We are children of God and we are black, yellow, red, white, brown. We are all people, all races, all creeds. Amen? All nations. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we receive the changes, the the strength alive in our hearts and lives. I pray that you go with our people. Touch us together to be the the people of God. To be what you've called us to be. And to be empowered by your spirit to make a, a difference everywhere that we go. And Lord, change our minds because this world is trying to conform us. It's trying to change us. It's trying to get us to separate and divide. But Lord, we are one people together. And we honor you. We are family. And we praise you for the blood that draws us and brings us close the blood of Jesus Christ. It will never, ever lose its power. In your name we pray today. And everyone agreed and said amen. Amen. God bless you. We do want to have, yeah, we have the promise cards are at their table. If you'd like to help them on a personal level monthly, please go by and pick up one of these promise faith promise cards and help them on a weekly basis. The newsletters for them, you can keep up with them. You can get on their mailing list and know what they're doing and what's going on with them in Europe. Please go and do that. We want to have prayer and, and keep Todd and Rhonda. I just got word, right, the service started, that you all are going to Paraguay. So you're going to be going and you're going. Leaving Thursday. How many of you will pray for Todd and Rhonda Taylor as they go on a medical mission to Paraguay? We love them. We support their work there, and they're going to be heading off. What a good day on missions kind of day to talk about that. So get with them, be committed to pray for them, and also Megan, Megan and Spence, our interns, they passed, they're done, it's over, so we're excited for them, proud of them, they're headed back to Lee University, but they did a wonderful summer uh, serving and and giving of ministry here in our church, and we're proud of them, so God bless you guys, we'll see you out on the field when you get done, God bless you, have a wonderful, wonderful day.